Welcome to Spotlight by Gray Area, where our mission is to build a bigger and more united house music community around the world. We are constantly discovering new and exciting artists, festivals, and event brands to share their stories and music with all of you. Let there be more house. Hey there, this is Alex with Gray Area. In this interview, you hear from Bastion Bucks, experienced early success as a pop dance star. We'll learn how quitting music led him to discover authenticity in his sound. Be sure to like this video and subscribe for more interviews like this. Um, the first question I always like to ask is, um, can you explain your sound to me like I've never heard dance music before? Well, that's such a... <laughs> I know, it's a tough a question. one. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I would say it's groovy, it's intense, it's funny, but in the same time, it's deep. So yeah, it's it's kind of a of a weird mix of emotions, I would say. And I think this is because I I love house and techno. But if I if I have to think that you don't know nothing about dance music, if I right. tell you that I that it's something in between house and techno, that would be weird. So I would say it's like um, an emotional sexy story <laughs> yeah i like that that's really well 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 done well done <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> and on the fly too i'm i'm impressed <laughs> um, so can you tell me a little bit about um your musical upbringing um before you were introduced to dance music uh what were your parents listening to in the house and what were you listening to my parents if i if i look back to the old days i remember a lot of 80s music in nice. my house funky music also a lot of jazz and um from my older sister's side um she's been really into indie rock music all her life so okay. th this has been like the soundtrack of my childhood especially 80s music disco funky and um yeah i think Somehow I, I felt connected with this kind of music since I was a child. Um, even though my family was not having any connection with the music side. I mean, they they are more like their artist artistic side is more like about uh, drawing and painting. Right. Yeah, but but yeah, they've been all their life listening to music. So somehow I think this affected me. Interesting. Do you, do you feel like any of those influences come out in your music now? I, I think yes. And it's an interesting question because I'm realizing this now, just now. I've been all my career saying, no, 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 my, my family ha, ha, has nothing to do with my music because they were listening to totally different music. Um, but now I think yes, because sometimes, um, especially during the last couple of years, I'm like revisiting this music from my really, really all days, um, the music that has been the soundtrack of my, my home. Yeah. And, and I'm like surprised about, uh, how, how, how many influence I got without even realizing it. So I think, yes, I, I think, yes. Interesting. Interesting. And then you said that sure. You said that sure. Your sister was the one that got you into dance music. Mm -hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about how, how that happened and how you started to develop a love for dance music culture as a result of that? Uh, I think that 
uh, as I said, my older sister started to to put a lot of music when I was in 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 the school, and she was like she's seven years older than me, so she started partying before than me. Right. And um, so someday uh, she changed the music in her bedroom. Yeah. And I and I was like what is this? Uh, this is not <laughs> something that it's coming from a proper band. You know, I cannot, I cannot guess which instrument is this one. It, it, it feels to me like music from the space. I remember telling <laughs> this to my, to my sister, this music is like from, from the outer space. And, um, I think this was the, the first thing that triggered my interest into dance music. And from that moment, I, I was like, oh, I need to, I need to know, I, I need to discover how this been done, and um, this was my very beginning. This was the 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 main reason why I started um, my passion about dance music because I wanted to to discover how it was done. So at that point, you said you wanted to discover how it was done. Had you already considered being a musician? Was that something that you were interested in, or was this like the spark that started that? I was not even knowing that there was a career, you know, <laughs> making music. But I was this this uh, curious kid um, trying to figure out everything. I mean, all all the machines in my house, I had to open them and see what 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 were inside of them, and trying to understand how everything works. So in the beginning, I was not really interested into having a proper work. Um, I spent all my childhood saying that I I, I wanted to be an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> so dreams not coming true for well, me. Well, a little bit. You said you said it sounded like it sounded like music from outer space. So in a sense, yeah, exactly. you did become an astronaut, right? Exactly. Yeah, and I have and I have a spaceship. So yeah, exactly. Kind of, <laughs> kind, of kind of. Yeah. Um. I I just wanted to to understand how it's how this music was done. And and when I started to to do my investigation, trying to to discover how it, everything was, um, it was by accident. But this is such a cool story. I, yeah. I was not really a good guy in school, you know. I was a bit um, troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> and they were. I don't know how it's saying in English when um, when they are not allowing you to play with the rest of the child and they put you in a room just alone. Oh, you were you had detention. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was and I was in a room um, full of old CDs and and magazines. Yeah. And there was a and there was a, a really really old PlayStation game called music 2000 oh my god and i remember it was that play, game. from play, playstation one yeah do you remember it i do yeah. i actually i played that game too <laughs> or i used that that was like the one of the first things that i ever like made music with <laughs> yeah for me also i mean and this was by accident i was there in detention and I was like, "Oh my God, what is this?" And so yeah, I took it and I and I brought it home. And I was not even having a PlayStation, but one of my neighbors had one. And I said, "Listen, I need to I need to know what is this because I was reading. Um, learn how to make your music. Be the next superstar, <laughs> you know." <laughs> 
And I was like, I, I need to, to, to discover her what, what's inside of this. And I will always remember uh, what I felt when I played this game for the very first time. Uh, my life changed. Yeah. And that, that, that was the moment where I, where I knew 100% that I wanted to do this uh, the rest of my life. So, yeah, this was my very beginning. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so fascinating that that just by chance you happen to be in a room with this thing and you you just made it work. Um, yes. So how quickly after that did you start to like acquire equipment or figure out how to do this at a, at a different way? How did you start like to evolve behind by beyond the video game? I I was not uh, having um, money to to buy stuff. Right. My family. I wouldn't say my family was poor, but we were not having a lot of money. It was a difficult time for my family when I was a child. Mm -hmm. So um, I started to to work and to help more than work. I started to help in a radio station in my hometown. Oh, interesting. And there, yeah, I was I was this kid going around all the time and saying, "Hey, I want to I want to learn. I want to learn. Please lend me." Um, let me be with you. I will just look what how you work, and and someday one one <laughs> one really good guy said, "Okay, okay, come with me, and I will let you be in the room, in the DJ booth, there in the radio station." And this was my first contact with a proper DJ booth with some turntables, and there was also a computer in there yeah. with a really really uh, old software and stuff. Uh, so I, I started there um, to work. I started to work helping them. I started cleaning the room and making all the stuff for them, just the coffees, photocopies, yeah. everything that they need, you know. And um, they started to pay me little, little bit. Um, and I started to to save some money. And and yeah, this was my, my very beginning. But uh, it, the, the, the first things that I did to get some money from music or yeah. music production. Um, we're there inside that room because <laughs> I remember one day in the school, one of my, my friends, when Gail told me, hey, you know how to do these stuff with music? Because I was, you know, recording my mixtapes and stuff. Right. And she, she was like a hip hop teacher. And she said, uh, I would need to, to make like some edit you know, when, when this hip hop, um, dancers go to some championship, they want to dance in one minute, they dance like 20 songs, right? It's like one, 10 seconds of this, 10 seconds of that, right. uh, one explosion. Yeah. And this girl was trying, um, to have like some, somebody to, to make for her, like one edit of everything mashed together. Right. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. Just come with me. We went to the radio station. I was using this sound, SoundForge software. Oh, I remember SoundForge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and when, when we finished, she was so, so happy. And she said, I will pay you 30 euros, I remember. It's <laughs> like, I, I get like 30 bucks. And um, I was fascinated. I was like, really? Are you paying me? And <laughs> Blink, I had this brilliant yeah, idea in my there head. Um if the if you if you need this, every single hip hop teacher in the town in town will need this. Right. <laughs> so I I started 
I started going around and uh, to every single gym and then school in my hometown and also other cities around. And I started making interesting money with this. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and with this, I started to save. I got my first job as a DJ and blah, blah, blah. That's so awesome. You like found your own way to like make it work and like actually start making money as a DJ before you were even a DJ. <laughs> yes. 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 I started making money as a producer. Produced, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> produ yeah. Producer before way before getting money for being a DJ, like two years before. Yeah. Nice. And then you were actually DJing and making music under your, your own name. Um, a while back and then and you did that for a while then you decided you almost quit music at one point um why did you quit and what brought you back uh i started really really young to play music and to to make music i was this, this story as i've been explaining to you i was like 16 years old right and i started djing when i was 16 17 years old and when i was 22 i did uh, I made a really, really, really popular song here in Spain and also in South America. Uh, I started getting booked, and from 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 one week to the other, I I went from being a fifty euros DJ to being booked for one year, and travel around, and I had a big, big success, and it was so good. But it became really, really mainstream, you know, and it was. I, it was not my intention to make like a mainstream pop right. dance song, right. but it, it, it came into the radio without uh, me knowing <laughs> what would happen. And yeah. for the, for the, for, for the first two years, it was amazing. You can imagine I, I, I was able to help my family uh, go out from all their problems finally. And it was amazing. It changed my life. But after two years, I started to feel not really happy about it. Also, yeah. because this was around 2012, the the EDM scene started to to grow yeah. worldwide, and everything started to affect um, the dance culture. Yeah, my my song was kind of tribal tribal house right. with uh, with Latin voices over it and everything. It was still club music for me, you know, but when the EDM thing started to to mix with the mainstream side of dance music, for me, everything started to be um, less interesting. And yeah. somehow, somehow uh, I told to myself, look, I am 24, 25 years old. Um, I got a big success, um, but this is not what I want to do with my with my life and with my music this is this is not something that i feel happy about because i started being in this radio circuit where you are supposed to have uh, hit after hit and i was trying to catch the formula of the success all the time and i was not happy I, it was it was not fulfilling me so i i remember one day i called my manager in that time and i said look uh, i cannot do this anymore so I quit. I quit. Uh -oh. I, tot I totally quit from one day to the other. Um, I started the business with my savings and I, for, for a moment, I thought I, I would never ever come back. But after one year, I was still making music just, <laughs> you know, just for fun. 
Right. And after one year, um, Koyu, he's a really famous yeah. techno DJ. Yeah, I know Koyu. Uh, uh, we, we were friends since 2010 when we both were receiving an award here in, in Spain. And, and he said, hey, are you making music or are you just disconnected with the, the electronic music side? And I said, yeah, I'm actually making music just for fun. And he said, can you send me some beats? And, and yeah, I did. I sent him and he was like, man, those are amazing. Are you, are you thinking to coming back and to releasing them? And I was saying, no, I, I, I'm not even thinking about it. And he said, you should. And this is why I came back. Nice. That's so cool. That's it's, it's, it's nice that not only did a friend bring you back into it, um, mm-hmm. but that you took that time off to like collect yourself and you realized that you could do this for fun. Um, and what you were making was more, was more you. Yeah. Does it feel more authentic this time around? Does it feel like, like the music is closer to your heart now? Yes, absolutely. And I have to say that this, this, what happened to me was one of the most important things that ever happened in my career to, to have the opportunity to realize how important it is to, to enjoy what you are doing. It may sound like a topic, but it's, it's true. You can be really successful. You, you can make interesting money. You can travel, you can be famous and you can be absolutely unhappy. And when you are somehow listening to yourself and trying to, to find what fulfills you, yeah, it works and it would works for good and your experience is much better. And now I'm, I can say that I've been enjoying for the last six, seven years since Bastian Bugs was born. Yeah. I've been enjoying the best moment of, of my career for sure. That's so beautiful. That's awesome. I'm so I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you've been able to like turn it around and continue making yeah. music. Cause it's like, it's been such a huge part of your life for so long that it, you probably, it was hard to imagine yourself not doing it. Yeah. I think, I think, I, I, I think some part of me, um, was knowing that I would never disconnect with music. And, and during my, my time off, I was still in, in contact because I started giving lessons. Like I, I was a teacher yeah. of mu- music production in, in, in a school in, in Barcelona. And I was connected with it, you know, and, and I was happy with it, but I, in some, in different ways. And this is why I say it was so important for me, because I realized how, how many interesting sides this job can have yeah. rather than the obvious one of, of having success and being a, a great DJ playing and touring. It can be really, really interesting to discover the, the, the other sides of this, of this world. And I yeah. think it's something that, that happened to everybody during the last year, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh God. Yes. We were forced to, to, to realize different things and the wheel stopped and we suddenly had to look around and say, what, what's left, you know? And for me, it happened six years ago and, and I feel, I feel so thankful 
about it, even though it was hard. You can imagine it was so Thank difficult you, yeah. for me to 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 make this step. And also, I I say to myself, if I come back, I don't want to have any connection with my previous career. This is why I changed my name. This is why for two years I didn't show my face. Uh, I didn't tell to nobody that I was <laughs> me. Only Koyu knew it. Right. And I I changed everything. I changed my manager. I changed my agency. Nobody was knowing that I was doing this. And yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. You know, uh, around two fifteen, you hooked up with Elro, which is, which is local. I mean, Elro start El, Elro started in in Barcelona. Um, how did that expand how you see performance? Because Elro is such a like bright and colorful, and like everything is over the top at Elro. Um, yeah. So, how do you feel like that that changed the way that you perform or changed the way that you view how you can be on stage? I would say that the some somehow i i've i've been born to play in aero because <laughs> yeah i mean i i mean i i don't i i've never felt like oh i have to adapt not yeah. even the way that i have to play in there i i, I felt i felt like like connected absolutely connected with with them since the very beginning and I, I I think that you you don't need to adapt to nothing there. It, it will shape you, yeah. and and you will you you cannot do nothing about it. I mean, it's it's so intense, it's so powerful. The energy, the the quality of the production, and the overall mood of the people, you know everything. So you don't you don't have to do nothing special yeah. to connect in there because the energy is so intense that everything will happen without you even realizing. And for me, it felt like so natural. Everything happened so naturally. Um, what's more important about Elro is that the, the people behind it, it's, uh, it's so good. It's so special. Um, they are, everybody is like really, really interesting and and everybody knows their craft you know so it gave it gives you this sense of responsibility that you have to to give your best that you have to do uh what you know the best way that you can so um, for me that i've been i i when i think about myself i i i i want to think that i'm a really hard worker person yeah. responsible person that wants to offer the best. And when I think about the role, I think the same. I think it's yeah. high quality that wants to offer the best. So since the very beginning, my relationship with them, um, my, my, the, the, the work that I do for them, um, it's been in this really respectful, uh, level of responsibility. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, how does it feel to join join like a group of people that have such a huge legacy, not just in, in Spain as, as event producers and as entertainment as like leaders in the entertainment industry, but in like worldwide, they're kind of a, like a, they're a huge force in dance music too. They've, they've been here since the beginning. So how does it feel to join a group of people that have like, that have such a long history? For me, it's, it it's amazing. I, I still cannot believe it. And, and I'm being honest when I say this, um, I used to spend time with, with Juan Arnau. 
he, I, I can consider him my friend and mm-hmm. and I still cannot believe that I've had this huge luck like um I I I can think that I'm one in in 7 billion people you know being able to spend hours and hours speaking about our passion yeah. um I feel I feel thankful I feel blessed um I'm learning a lot from them every day, every single day. During this last year, uh, we are spending a lot of time together in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we speak, we speak, um, and say, "Look at ourselves, you know, where where we are now." Yeah. And, and we speak about everything. And um, I can tell you that that it's it's a blessing to be in contact with people so talented having this legacy the Juan Arnau Jr. He is like the seventh of uh, his generation doing yeah. this. Um, it's crazy because when, when you are with him in the gym, he's speaking about dance music, about uh, what's uh, the next stage he's imagining was the next idea that he's having uh, what what he wants to do uh, I mean he's so passionate it, it, the same happens with his father yeah I had not the chance the opportunity to to know his grandfather but people who had this opportunity is saying that he was the same he was uh, at the door of Florida 135 uh, saying hi to Laurent Garnier and he was a, a <laughs> His grandfather, you know, yeah, it's crazy. And, and, and I feel, I feel so, so, so lucky and so thankful to have the opportunity to, to spend time with them because it's, it's amazing. They are legends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you use this tagline, reducing everything surrounding a DJ and producer to its essential element. Can you talk a little bit in more detail about why that statement resonates with you? This was, this was the reason why I I wanted to to hide my identity. You know, I mean, it, it, this this statement is connected with the story uh, I I explained to you before. Right. Um, I wanted to to get rid of everything that pushed me away from music. Yeah. And in some way, this was. The beginning of the social media thing, um, the it was so so intense in the beginning, especially for a person and an artist um, focused on mainstream music. On right. uh, I, I was involved in the radio things, um, even some television, and I, I wanted to get rid of all of this, and I wanted to be judged just because of my music. I, I wanted nobody to say. Oh, guy, but you were making this uh, radio station uh, tribal dance music, you know. Um, I didn't want nobody to to say this. I wanted to be like fresh. I wanted to be like some kind of a mystery. And this is why we we wrote this with one of my friends. He wrote this statement and I loved it. And, And yeah, this is why. I love that. Um, you travel, I'm going to switch gears here and talk about you traveling the U S by car on tour. Um, I lived, I've lived here my whole life and I've been able to do that once. And it's actually quite, it's pretty amazing to like go across the country and see it that way. 
um, you know, especially if, if, you, if you've never lived here before, it's just such a beautiful and massive country. Can you share an interesting story from that experience? <laughs> there were plenty of them. There were plenty of them. <laughs> I bet. Look, I can tell you one thing that I've never drank more coffee than during this trip. <laughs> because I had to go from, from San Francisco to Chicago in, in five days. <laughs> wow. Yes, because I had a, I had a gig in, in Chicago. And, and yeah, it was, it was amazing. Uh, I, I spent, I think I spent all the money of my gigs during the first <laughs> two, three years of, of Bastion Bucks, uh, just because I wanted to, to see everything in every single country. And, and the, in the U S especially I've, I've had the, the luck of, of playing a lot in there, but I didn't knew that I was in the beginning of a long story with, uh, with the U S you know, it was just my first or second tour. Yeah. And, and I said, uh, I, I cannot go there and not visit everything. So I rent a car <laughs> and, and I, I, I traveled across the country. Like literally I saw almost everything and it was so, so, so good. I met a lot of people, um, in a lost village in the middle of nothing. And it, it was amazing. Really, really amazing. That's so cool. Um, what's been the biggest professional lesson you've learned in your career? Okay. Can you repeat, please? What's been the biggest professional lesson you've learned in your career? You need perspective. Mm. This is the biggest lesson. You need perspective to, to learn, to, to, properly learn things and to, to give the value that, that they deserve. Um, when I, when I say perspective, I mean, for example, you need to know how it's, how it feels to be a promoter. If you want to be booked by a promoter, Yeah. you need to, to know how it feels to, to be in the dance floor in, in way to be a DJ and to play for a dance floor. Right. You need to understand the, all the sides. It's like a Rubik cube, you know? Yeah. Till, till you, till you don't understand every single side, you will never be able to, uh, to solve it. The whole thing. You to yeah. Solve it. Yeah. yeah. So for me, uh, the most important lesson has been to, to realize how important it is to, to have perspective. And, and this perspective um, arrived to me thanks to this story that I told you that um, suddenly I felt so, so, so uh, unhappy, so sad. I felt like really, really bad. It was probably the worst moment of my life. And, and can you imagine, I was this kid having no money, wanting, uh, dreaming about being booked, playing around. And, and after two, three years of success, I was not happy. You know, it right. was, it was so hard for me psychologically. I, 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 I had to read a lot of books. I had to speak with a lot of people to, to, to not, to not fall deep, deep in a, in a shithole. Yeah. 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 And this is serious stuff. And 
yeah, I learned how important it is to 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 be able to 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 see with different eyes from different angles um, every single thing in life, but especially in in our job. Yeah, I think you bring up an important point there too, because I think now people talk about mental health a lot. Um, they do, you know, because we have we have so many really sad stories of. Of, of of producers and artists who didn't make it through their journey and weren't able to get over those humps yeah. in life. And I find it really interesting that, that you realized that you needed to get yourself out of that situation. So you could, so you could be a healthier person. Um, mm-hmm. What do you say to, what do you say to people that are struggling with that? What do you say? What kind of advice would you give somebody who's starting to, who's struggling with their mental health and figuring out how to to move forward in the best way possible? I would I would recommend them to force themselves to try to learn something new. For me, this was like my my boat, you know, to 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 survive. Yeah. I try, I try to learn something new. And I learned how to, how to code, how to program, you know, I learned, um, yes, I learned how to, and I discovered that I love it. I learned how to use, um, graphic design software. Um, and I discovered that I love it and I learned a lot of stuff. I learned a bit how to cook, not that much, (laughs) (laughs) but, but somehow when you, when you are focusing your attention and your energies into learn something new, something that you are not expecting to be good at, you know, it's different. You are not trying to be the best at it. You are just focusing your energies now into something. Um, If you are doing this, you are not focusing your energies into what's depressing you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this would be the best advice, I think. Just try to learn. Try to learn something. Force yourself to focus into something. And every every five minutes, if you want, let yourself to think about the same things over and over. But just five minutes, and then come back. And this is a true story. I was having one app in my phone called Pomodoro. <laughs> it was some kind of an alarm yeah. letting you um, spend five minutes of spare time and then 30 minutes focusing into something. So I was using this whenever I was learning something. And I, I tell you, I learned a lot of stuff. And this was helping me a lot because not only because you learn something with your work, but somehow it's giving you ideas, but it's also giving you this feeling of hey i'm useful for more stuff i can make i i can make different stuff i, I can be I, I can be you know useful useful for yeah. more more things and this is so good this is an, this is a really really good advice i think beautiful thank you so much for that that's yeah, I, I love that that was beautifully said um <laughs> and i always love to end on this question what excites you about the future of dance music Wow, this is so, so interesting. What excites me is that I think that we are going ahead um, to a 
moment where everything will be mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we can still not imagine how it's gonna be the art of the future, but I can I can tell that uh, what's happening with technology that suddenly you are having everything mixed and you cannot make any difference. What's what's uh, what's our what's our smartphone? It's a computer. It's a phone. <laughs> it's a uh, some tool for design or for do whatever. I think that this, the same will happen with, with art and especially with dance music. Yeah. I, I think that we've, we were the first ones um, having to adapt to the internet world. Yeah. Like 20 years ago, we were struggling because our industry was shifting from analog to digital. Right. And now we see that this is happening because of Amazon, this is happening to everybody, you know, people mm-hmm. was, was like so safe in their safe zone. No, no, this will never happen to my t-shirt store. And now it's happening to you, right. you know, but this happened to, this happened to us 20 years ago, but I, I was not seeing a lot of changes during the last 20 years. Only, uh, the, the changes were happening around production, you know, production right. was, uh, went to the sta- stadium size. And this is what this, this, this has been almost everything. Um, but now I think that we will see uh, art offered in different ways. And this is exciting me a lot. I think that we will see not only um, new styles of music. This is not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm speaking more about different ways to offer the experience of music. Yeah. And this is what excites me. And this is something that I also, I'm also trying to figure out. and. Um, and come try to come up with new ideas. I love that. I love that. And it sounds like some of the things you learned in your downtime, uh, programming and graphic design are probably going to be really helpful in figuring some of this stuff out. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You can expect a lot of these both sides, um, in my future, my future craft, I would say. And uh, I think, I think that, Music is so good. It's so interesting. I think that uh, I will always make music, but music is not enough for me now. And I think that now we are having amazing tools in our pockets mm-hmm. that al- allow us to to enjoy in different ways. And and I want to take advantage of these possibilities, you know. And I think that a lot of people will. And this is what excites me. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to me today. This was, this was a lot of fun. It was great talking to you. Um, (laughs) So happy to meet you. you. Um, And we'll definitely be in touch. Um, Thanks again. Yeah. Thanks. All right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Have a great day. (laughs) Same.